The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome back into another edition of the Arrowhead Pride Report. It is Friday, February 2nd. Still got a whole week of Super Bowl coverage before we see the Kansas City Chiefs take the field to see if they can win back-to-back against the San Francisco 49ers. So let me welcome in the leader of Arrowhead Pride, Pete Sweeney. Sweeney, um... You know, it, it's the week in between, and we're eagerly awaiting uh, another Chiefs Super Bowl appearance. But uh, how locked in are you going to be to the Pro Bowl this weekend? I don't even remember. Is, is there even a Pro Bowl game anymore? I don't pay attention. I don't even know what goes on there anymore. I'm going to be paying the least possible attention anyone can to uh, the Pro Bowl games, as they're called now. No, there there is no game anymore. There is just a series of competitions i think there's a flag football aspect but no i will be getting ready to make the to vegas on, on monday gotta do, uh do your super bowl research lock in some bets uh, mm-hmm. uh ahead of the trip to vegas maybe uh maybe head to a sports book while you're there and hang out a little bit so uh don't go to pete sweeney for pro bowl betting advice i don't even know what you can bet on now as far as that goes i have been so out of touch with everything that is not Chiefs related the last couple of weeks, so I, I will not be locked into it either. I'm I'm going to try to live some life this weekend before uh, next week gets a little crazy. But uh, th- this is kind of we're we're kind of used to this at this point, right? Like we're we're used to this down week where you're kind of just you know kicking your feet, wait, waiting for the uh, craziness uh, of Super Bowl week and the anticipation of hopefully another Chiefs championship. Yeah, this is uh, just a, a week where the the Chiefs don't have the, the distractions and so Andy Reid as we've been talking about has done this the past couple of years where they're in the midst right now through these couple of days of installing the game plan versus the San Francisco 49ers before things get so crazy in KC and you wonder, well, how locked in can the players be? They got to be pretty excited. I'm sure that you guys saw some of the videos coming out of practice on Thursday, them dancing and, and such. But uh, Patrick Mahomes said it's important that they all lock in and actually pay attention this week and, and get the game planned down. And the feeling that I got from Mahomes is he's more prepared for this game uh, than any game during the season just because of the time aspect. He, he basically is going to ready himself uh, as if that, and he was playing on Monday, and then he's going to repeat the process next week, which he doesn't usually get to do. So 
Uh, there's no game plan that he knows better. I'm sure he'll be on the guys to make sure that they're reviewing and, and understand everything they have to do. But, uh, yeah, they're in the midst of some work. Uh, they'll run uh, their first practice Thursday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then they will take off for Vegas on, on Sunday. Yeah, we'll hear from the coordinators later on this afternoon, so be on the lookout for that on the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. The Chiefs also take the practice field on Saturday, but uh, that won't be open to the media. It's just kind of a, a team walkthrough day as they get ready for their travel plans and get ready for the grind that is Super Bowl week. But you talk about the preparation, and you know we, we know how effective Andy Reid is with extra time and we know how excellent Patrick Mahomes has been throughout the postseason but another aspect of this that I think is somehow still getting lost in the shuffle is the preparation of defensive coordinator Steve Spagnuolo and how excellent he's been throughout the playoffs um it, it seems crazy to say that on the back of the Chiefs defense, they have made it to another Super Bowl, and somehow that unit is still not getting the respect that it deserves, in my opinion, and defensive coordinator Steve Spagnolo is still not really getting the respect that he deserves for everything that he's accomplished on that side of the ball this season. Yeah, I didn't I guess I hadn't put one and one together. There is a assistant coach of the year that the AP does and uh, Steve Spagnuolo wasn't even nominated for that, and there are five nominees, which is kind of crazy to, to say where the defense has been historically good. And pretty much the reason why the Chiefs have made it this far, if the defense hadn't played this level this year, I mean, who knows uh, where they would have landed as far as seeding goes and certainly wouldn't have won the last three games. And so, uh, yeah, kind of completely under the radar. Uh, I think people are starting to notice now that there are only two teams left uh, to an extent, and the t-shirt thing we'll talk to steve spagnola later today it should actually be pretty amusing I, I think getting his reaction to all the attention that he's gotten over the past few days at least in kansas city but yeah you're right uh probably deserves historic um mentioning uh just how good it's been uh and i i also think in the frame of it's a lot of times when these players break offensive records everyone points to the rules being different back then and how much easier it is to have offense in, in this day and age. Well, shouldn't, if you're outstanding on defense, you be thinking about that in the other direction, just how impressive as, as it's been with all the rules that penalize defenses for being too aggressive and whatnot and still managing the numbers that they do. So uh, there's a lot of reasons uh, to feel that way, and I, I don't blame you guys at all. Yeah, it's just, it, it feels like, you know, we've been locked into every single Chiefs game all season long. And I understand that the national perspective, like you're not watching each and every Chiefs game. Like, you know, you, when the Chiefs drop 41 points against the Chicago Bears, that's probably not a game you're totally locked into on a Sunday morning. But this is from Brandon Kylie, and we talked about it on last night's edition of Show MBK, which is available for you now. I highly encourage you to check that out. We had some really good conversations just kind of talking about this run and previewing the Super Bowl a, a little bit uh, ahead of next week's grind. But uh, BK pointed out that the Chiefs could become the second team in the past 50 years to allow 27 or fewer points in every game on their path to a Super Bowl win if they're able to top the 49ers next week. And the only other team to do so was the 0-2 Buccaneers. Like, it's not just that the Chiefs are not getting acknowledged. Like, they're in the middle of an all-time defensive run, and going into the AFC Championship game, all of the hype was on the Ravens' defensive side of the ball. And this Chiefs' defense is one of the best defenses that we've seen 
of this era is the way that they've played all season long. And so I, I'm obviously expecting a big game from them in the Super Bowl, but I just don't understand what else they have to accomplish for people to recognize how special they have been. And Patrick Mahomes has been excellent throughout the playoffs. Don't get me wrong. But if the Chiefs win a Super Bowl this season, it's going to be because of the defense. Yeah, the only time it's really been vulnerable was in the the initial three quarters of that Bills game in the playoffs, and it's been outstanding ever since. And really, you know, you look at the the whole year and just keeping teams uh, for the most part under twenty points. You know, usually it wouldn't be more than seventeen. What a help it's been when you have the one year for the the down year that that happens with the offense, and so. They've uh, found a way off the defense into the Super Bowl, and this will be one of the bigger tests. We, we've talked about the weapons that the 49ers offer. We know they'll have a good game plan, but it's just hard not to trust Spagnolo against anybody uh, at this stage when you just kind of look at the results that we've seen this year. And, you know, the Chiefs, too, are, you know, other than a few, few, few pass rushers, a few uh, pieces along the defensive line, uh, Derek Nottie and uh, Charles Amenehu, they're pretty much healthy for the most part. I know safety Ryan Cook is another one they don't have. Um, but still, uh, I think you're going to be going into this game reasonably healthy, which should help you uh, believe that they could stop this 49ers offense. Yeah, getting into the injury report, you mentioned Tooney. He did not practice on Thursday. Obviously, he's a player to watch. Um, Andy Reid didn't rule him out or anything for the Super Bowl, but – it's been reported over the last couple of weeks. He could be a long shot. So still something to watch there as we get closer to the game. Uh, Charles Amenahu, I'd imagine he's going to go on IR at some point here ahead of the Super Bowl. Um, Isaiah Pacheco was a limited participant in practice dealing with a toe and ankle injury. And Chris Jones was also a limited participant in practice on Thursday. But Willie Gay was a full participant. He returned dealing with that neck injury. So while... You hate to see Charles Amenahu miss this game, obviously tearing his ACL in the AFC championship game after being such an important piece for them this season. Chiefs could still get a boost in getting Willie Gay back, even though Drew Tranquil's been spectacular filling in for him uh, in recent weeks. Yeah, yeah, I, I got to think Willie Gay's back for this game. He blogged the full participation on uh, Thursday. We'll see what his participation is today, but uh, you know, I, I saw him after the game in Baltimore dancing. Uh, <laughs> put that video online and then he was doing some of the same in our brief media look uh, during warmups um, when we went out there on, on Thursday. So I feel pretty good about the prospect of his him playing similar last week. You just would like to have get because uh, these guys are uber athletic. They're tough to stop and he provides a, a certain level of speed that maybe you don't get from anyone else at that level. And, you know, when we talk about the 49ers, obviously you got to worry about uh, Christian McCaffrey, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, George Kittle. Like these are superstar players that the 49ers are bringing on the offensive side of the ball. But then you talk about Brock Purdy and Brock Purdy is a good player. I, I don't want to get into the is Brock Purdy good or bad or is he propped up by the players that he has around him? Like, I think Brock Purdy is a good NFL quarterback, but. What is sneaky about his game is he's much more mobile than he's given credit for. And we really saw that take over in the NFC championship game. So, you know, we, we talked about the importance of Willie Gay and him trying to spy some of these more mobile quarterbacks. And the Chiefs haven't had that. Now, Drew Tranquil has stepped up. Nick Bolton has really stepped up. Leo Chanel has had a really nice role here in the playoffs for the Chiefs. But Willie Gay is that guy you want to see out there. He's the he's the uber athletic linebacker uh, of this uh, defense. And so him being involved and the way that they played against Lamar Jackson, you, you would expect that he's going to have a big role trying to make sure that 
they, they don't leave those running lanes wide open for Brock Purdy to make plays with his legs in the Super Bowl. Yeah, it's kind of similar to what Josh Allen does, um, maybe a little bit more than Lamar Jackson, where you just got to manage it. I mean, it, it isn't going to be a case, I don't think, where they're going to allow Purdy to, to get these gigantic chunks of yardage, but it is something you got to be cognizant of because it helps keep the, the drive movement moving and, and gives the 49ers, you know, those extra chances. So uh, that'll be something I, I think Steve Spagnuolo is aware of. They've now faced these mobile quarterbacks. You could argue this will be the fourth week in a row. Uh, in a sense. And so uh, that's been the uh, theme, this uh, this playoff run, and it will continue uh, as they get to the biggest game here in a week or two. And talking about the Chiefs injury report, uh, Kadarius Toney uh, was not listed on the injury report on Thursday, so he was a full participant in practice. We don't really know what's going on with Tony at this point. I know Andy Reed was asked about the Instagram video. I, I still don't know uh, the, the total validity uh, of all of that stuff. And then, you know, Sky Moore is a limited participant trying to work his way back from IR, see if he's able to wind up getting activated. Maybe that's the Charles Amenahu uh, move. We, we, we don't totally know on that. Prince Sega Winoga is still trying to make his way back from IR too. So see if he can get activated ahead of the Super Bowl. But talking about those wide receivers, Pete, um, you know, at this point, I know Tony would probably like to get back in, and we saw what he did against the Eagles in last year's Super Bowl, having that game-changing punt return. But at this point, with the way the season's gone for players like Tony and Sky Moore, I kind of would rather the Chiefs just not mess with the rotation right now, and let's stick with the guys that have been making plays for us in the postseason. Yeah, I would agree, but, I mean, they're practicing, so that it, it is interesting. Uh, Cardarius Tony was completely taken off the injury report. Um, of uh as of yesterday which would have been thursday and then uh when it comes to sky more more had been logging some full practices but did suffer a, a setback and now has been limited uh i don't i don't know if he would be ready to play in this game i i gotta imagine they wouldn't want to risk uh, any type of serious injury just because i do think he will be back at the end of the, the room in 2024 to see what he can maybe do to turn it around um and then, yeah, with, with Tony, it's kind of been a, a somewhat of a weird situation uh, where, you know, there was the Instagram stuff where he comes out and says uh, the Chiefs are lying about an injury. Andy Reid says, uh, you know, a day or two later that, uh, of course, there's an injury. We wouldn't lie about that. But then he pops up on uh, the Wednesday estimated injury report as a full participant, but there's no injury listed. It's just personal. And then uh, as of yesterday, he was completely off. So, I mean, I, I don't know exactly what is transpiring behind the scenes with Kadarius Tony, but that sequence that I just relayed is abnormal. I mean, there's no other way to say that. And so I am interested in seeing what they do with Tony in terms of this game. I, I tend to think he will go to Vegas, but I, I would be kind of surprised if he was active on game day. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. And I think for a player like Kadarius Tony, who's still very young into his NFL career, I, I wonder what the situation is like this offseason and what his future is like with the Kansas City Chiefs because you know, they got a Super Bowl win out of that trade and he contributed to a Super Bowl team last year, but it has just been bad this season. And I would have to imagine at this point, kind of feels like the Chiefs are ready to move on. We know they're going to revamp that wide receiver room anyways. I tend to think Sky Moore's not going anywhere because he's such a young player for the Chiefs still, but 
Tony's a guy that they could look to move this offseason or, or potentially cut, uh, I think. And there, there's some other guys in the room. But I, I have to imagine Kadarius Tony's future with this team is probably in jeopardy. Yeah, I, I don't know how this plays out. I don't know what you're trading or what you're getting back for Tony. And I, is it a seventh? Like, and I, I don't think it'd be more than that. And even still, I don't, I don't know if you're getting anything just because of some of the extracurriculars and the makeup there. Um, you know, I, I, I do wonder what the future holds. But again, he's on this roster right now, and uh, now he's fully healthy. So it remains to be seen if the Chiefs just have him as maybe like a, a fail-safe, a safety net. Um, and when it comes to the returning and wide receiver positions when they get to Vegas and then it ends up going the way that maybe we saw with Clyde Edwards-Alaire last year where he's just inactive for the game. Um, no, it's tough because he, he had a huge role last year in the, the Super Bowl. He had the touchdown and then uh, in the back and forth game, I think the punt return really changed uh, the, the whole way the game was going and put it in the Chiefs' control. So a big part of last year's title, but certainly has, has fell um, kind of off the radar in, in this year's try to, uh, repeat campaign. On the 49ers side, they are also uh, pretty much healthy and good to go, uh, barring any setbacks uh, ahead of the Super Bowl. Uh, offensive tackle Trent Williams did not practice on Thursday, but that's pretty typical. He just gets some veteran rest. Uh, George Kittle listed with a toe injury. He did not practice Wednesday or Thursday this week. And defensive end Eric Armstead listed with a knee and foot injury did not practice on Thursday after being a full participant on Wednesday. But uh, I don't think there's any reason to worry that those guys won't be available for the 49ers. I think Eric Armstead is the guy to watch. He's been dealing with injuries all season long, but he's played throughout the postseason. I would expect that all three of those key players will be available for the 49ers in the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think what'll be interesting is on Friday there is an estimated injury status uh, that they will um, they'll put out, and so we'll get uh, estimated statuses as if the game was being played, um, you know, this Sunday uh, at the end of the week. Those can change next week, but uh, a little bit different just because there are the two weeks and the double week injury report. So we'll. We'll get a status today, and then we'll re- repeat the process next Wednesday. Last thing before we get out of here, Pete, and I'm sure you saw it this week, uh, the comments from 49ers pass rusher Nick Bosa was asked about the Chiefs offensive line and what he had seen from them in film and says they hold a lot, um, which, you know, I, I saw a lot of Chiefs fans get upset about, like, like Bosa was really taking a shot and, and talking trash, with, but, like, honestly – they kind of do hold a lot. Like they got a lot of holding penalties this season. So I don't even think that's all, all that crazy uh, of a thing to say about the chiefs offensive line. But what I will say is that kind of like the defense, the chiefs offensive line hasn't really gotten enough credit for how they performed in the playoffs. Like if you remember back a few weeks ago, we were really wondering whether or not Donovan Smith was going to be the starter at left tackle for the chiefs headed into the postseason, or if Wanya Morris was going to be able uh, to get healthy and clear the concussion protocol and and be the guy for them going into the playoffs because he had been down the stretch late in the season. And then we know about Jawan Taylor's struggles. They've been playing without Joe Tooney, but Nick Allegretti stepped in last week and was really good uh, against a really tough Ravens front. And this Chiefs offensive line, for as much as it struggled, and I, and I think you know, we had uh, a lot of high expectations for this offensive line. I, it feels like they're living up to it in the postseason. They're doing it when it most matters. 
and they're really performing well right now and probably not getting uh, enough acknowledgement for their play on the field. Yeah, the offensive line has been good. The 49ers have been a little bit whiny. The GM also was asked, you know, what he remembered about last Super Bowl and he complained about Bosa being held on third and long. I mean, <laughs> you guys squandered it. A 10-point lead, uh, you know, with half the quarter remaining. And, you you know, you're pointing out one play. And Mitch Schwartz, who was playing in the game, got on Twitter and said he wasn't holding. He was moving his feet. It's just, you know, let's play the game already. I, I don't know. We're bringing all this back and forth. But, uh, yeah, I think the Chiefs offensive line has been playing well. They're playing with pride. You can tell that it matters to Juwan Taylor and Donovan Smith. Uh, Donovan Smith, uh, I believe he went on Instagram Live to talk. Uh, a little bit to Roquan uh, of, of of the Ravens. And so uh, they're excited about the opportunity. Uh, I think Nick Allegretti will be ready to go if he needs to. Joe Tooney's still working, hasn't practiced this week. But, yeah, we'll see uh, about the uh, the 49ers defense and their defensive line. I, I do think maybe Bosa has a point. You know, maybe we saw a lot of holding uh, during the, the regular season. But still odd to me that anyone – who's again going against the Chiefs continues to say anything in that direction of like trash talk or teetering along that line that I mean we've seen now a couple games in a row that these players collect it, hear it, and then talk about it after they win. And so I just I wouldn't be trying to motivate um the Chiefs uh, any more than than they are uh, as they hit the Vegas. It just kind of feels like a setup to like complain when they lose the Super Bowl to the Chiefs. <laughs> like there's just going to be some moment where it gets picked up by Twitter and chopped up and everybody freaks out. It's only a holding penalty if it gets called by the referees like that. that that's the reality that you live in. And Chiefs offensive line has been playing great all playoffs. So I expect them to show up and, and try to perform against a tough San Francisco defensive line. But um I think we should just enjoy the game and I'm ready to get there and, and stop complaining uh, about football and having all these conspiracy theories and whatever. Like let's just get to the game. We still got a whole week of Super Bowl coverage. So as always, please make sure you subscribe rate and review everything that we are doing right here on the Arrowhead pride podcast. Now working Paul Pete on Twitter at PG Sweeney. I'm Steven Serta. That's where you can find me. Uh, again, make sure you're locked in the Arrowhead Pride Podcast Network. We got all the coverage you'll ever need. And make sure you're locked into arrowheadpride.com. We'll have the update injury report later on this afternoon. We'll have all the press conferences, everything you need to know. So stay locked in right here on Arrowhead Pride. We'll talk to you guys soon. Hey there, it's Pete Sweeney from Arrowhead Pride, and I'm excited to announce a new element of the Arrowhead Pride experience for diehard Chiefs fans. It's our brand new newsletter, Arrowhead Pride Premier. It's obviously an exciting time as the Chiefs enter this season, looking to become the first back-to-back Super Bowl champs in nearly 20 years. Arrowhead Pride Premier is a newsletter delivered to your inbox twice a week from me. For $50, you'll get an annual subscription packed with insider coverage from yours truly and new in-depth analysis from voices around Kansas. City. It's all about what I'm seeing and hearing around the team. During the season, we'll deliver a newsletter ahead of each game to get ready for Sunday and a newsletter after each game to unpack exactly what happened. In the offseason, the party won't stop. We'll still be covering the biggest stories and all the offseason's twists and turns will show up in your inbox on a regular basis. Subscribe to Arrowhead Pride premiere today at arrowheadpride.com slash subscribe. More to do's, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high quality leads, fast closing deals, 
wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.